Hello, I'm Healing the Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded on, the Wurundjeri region. We pay further acknowledgement to country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Welcome to Hello, I'm Healing, the podcast. I'm your host, Renee, and I'm so excited to have you here. This is the podcast for sharing stories, experiences, and journeys of medical traumas and illness. A safe space for you to feel educated and hopefully less alone in whatever you are going through. This is the podcast of breaking down topics that some find taboo or uncomfortable, and instead help empower you, help educate you, help you feel less alone, and more importantly, help you heal. Because at the end of the day, you aren't alone. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Hello, I'm Healing, the podcast. I am beyond excited for today's episode because I have a beautiful friend of mine, Alice. So Alice, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. I'm very excited to be on here with you today. It's going to be such a cool chat. I'm really excited. I've watched your story kind of evolve and all of that. So I'm really just excited for the listeners to hear it. So do you want to firstly just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and all that good stuff. Yeah, 100%. So I am Ellis and I'm living on the Gold Coast, Australia, and I'm originally from the UK and I moved over here in 2017 and originally to travel and then I fell in love with the country and I've never been home. <laughs> um, and I am in the coaching space, so I help individuals allow themselves to fall in love with their mind, work with their mind and their language to move through things that are holding them back to create their reality. So very much mindset work and working with the things that they can't see, really. So I guess they're the main basics of myself and who I am. Amazing. What you do is absolutely incredible. So I'm going to link your Instagram as well, just so the listeners can go along and follow you because what you do is phenomenal. And I guess that kind of leads us a little bit into your journey and what you've been through in terms of your medical experience, because you have really turned it around using just so many different techniques. So what was your medical experience? So I got diagnosed with endometriosis. So I think it was in 2000 and either 19 or 20. Um, life seems to be going so fast. I'm losing track of the years. Um, and it just started from horrifically painful periods. And it was to the point where I had like, you know, when you don't really know which direction to go, it was like, how do I work out what's going on? whilst trying to deal with it on my own and not knowing the steps. So I then entered the medical system and started asking for answers and got referred to every person on the Gold Coast. That's what it felt like. And they died. I had surgery and they diagnosed me with endometriosis. And to say the least, the surgery didn't do much. Um, the pain, the all the symptoms that you generally get with endo of the the nausea the pain the brain fog uh the energy and 
the clotting like the whole experience of it not only just affected me physically but it actually put me into a point where I couldn't put things in my calendar I couldn't do my day-to-day things because it was just so unpredictable and painful that I just didn't want to be in an environment where I didn't feel comfortable um so that was diagnosed in yeah it'll be 19 or 20 and it was a well I'd say like anything like when you first get diagnosed with something you do a lot of digging you try and connect with others in the same space and it was a very interesting journey to connect with others in that area as well especially being very new to the area of I guess talking about illness really because for me I was quite healthy so it was quite new to be uh, new to me to be in that space. Yeah absolutely and had you heard of endometriosis prior to being diagnosed or was it just a very very new world and you didn't really know much about it? So the only reason I just heard about endometriosis was when I started feeling the pain I did the classic google doctor and was typing the painful periods and all the symptoms and that was when endo came up and I also had a friend that had it quite severely so she had also said to me oh it sounds like endo it sounds like what I had and so my opening to that was for other people in the internet and that was when I did my own research and then kind of realized that I lined up to exactly what that was and however I didn't want to look too much into it to create my own answer uh, to create my own answer until I actually went and spoke to the professionals really yeah absolutely it can be sometimes like very helpful just to kind of get an insight when you go on Google but sometimes it can be very toxic as well I guess is the right word yeah because it just takes you down rabbit holes it gives you answers that aren't necessarily relevant however you find yourself then creating the reality of what the symptom you've found if that makes sense so it's it's like you're tricking yourself you know I would read something like I don't know brain fog and this was before I'd actually felt that physically and I was questioning my reality and going maybe I do have that as well and almost adding things onto my symptom list because it it was something that I think I had and before you know it, you've created this whole list of symptoms. And if you hadn't have actually seen the list of symptoms, you probably wouldn't have recognized them. If like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, you take what you think is relevant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely does. Yeah. You almost took on other people's symptoms rather than just like focusing solely on your own. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you said before all of this, that life, you know, you lived quite a healthy life and all of those things. What did life look like prior to this? Prior to that, to, you know, when you look at someone and you think, oh, they've got the area of perfect health. Well, that, that was me in a way of, I had no, I wasn't often ill. I had no I was the easiest individual with cycles like there was nothing there I basically felt like I never had a cycle because it was so minimal and it was always on time I was working I was traveling so there was nothing that ever stopped me in terms of my health and I was someone that was quite active at the gym I loved being outdoors so 
before that it was your standard health really it was just everything was great and like I said I was very very rarely actually ill wow that's so fascinating because my understanding of endo is that you kind of always have had it or have it it's not like it just Mm. suddenly comes on which it almost sounds like in your case you didn't have any symptoms and then all of a sudden you were suffering with the symptoms of it so is that correct yeah before like when I first got to Australia the first two years there was no issues and I remember talking to my mum actually and being like it's really weird actually this cycle I had a bit of pain like did you ever experience this and she was like no like our family's always been really good and really easy and I was like oh okay and then as the months went on the symptoms started to show up in different areas or it was mainly my pain got worse and worse and I then remember saying to mum and getting to the point of like I don't know what's going on like I have never had an issue with my cycle and right now it's actually debilitating I don't even I can't go to work and you know I'd be coming home from work because I just couldn't sit there with a heat pack without wanting to just hunch over and it was at that point that mum said I think we need to get it checked out because that doesn't sound normal because you've never had it like that and we've never in the family had anything like that like everybody's had no history of anything to do with endo or painful periods so it felt like it did just develop over six months wow that is insane and obviously being in Australia all your family are over back over in England and so who was your support while you were here and going through that and what was the experience you know, being away from home and going through the Australian medical system? Um, (laughs) Sorry, two questions there, kind of. (laughs) Well, the medical system, it was expensive. Um, And my main support was my partner, Chris. And he was amazing. He knew that it was just us going through this. And I couldn't ring because it's the opposite time zone. So I couldn't ring my mum in the day at lunch when I'd come home from work in pain. And to try and navigate the medical system, even though it is similar to the UK medical system, it's still so different. And to know what I was eligible for based on visas, where I could go, what I couldn't go, um, where I couldn't go. And it was, to be honest, it was quite stressful because it was so much money for the surgery and the whole process of paying like the odd $250 here and there for each appointment soon adds up when you're going in weekly and yeah (laughs) the waiting game and you know you've got your parents following up to see how you're doing and they want to know what's going on when you don't know what's going on so Chris was my major support and my family were also and yet they couldn't be here so it was stressful and in terms of the navigation of actually going to appointments like that was quite seamless um I just felt like I had more questions to ask than they were willing to answer if that makes sense like I felt like I wanted to know everything mm-hmm. for my own health to see what else was out there and they could only give me you know one sentence answers to navigate what I could do next so it was more that like an aspect of frustration started to come through in that process, which Chris held me very well in. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful. I'm so glad that you had him to 
hope you get through that because I can't imagine being so far away from home and and trying to navigate that being in yeah the other side of the world a different time zone and all of the things yeah and then you said that you found um like some other people kind of that were also suffering with it was that something that you seeked out yourself as well yeah so I knew there was a huge support network and I wanted to be really careful where I placed my energy and at the start I placed my energy in everything because you you want to talk to people that can actually relate Mm -hmm. you want to talk to people that get you that know exactly what you're feeling because you know your partner's not going to get it they just don't and someone that has a great cycle just won't understand either so to be able to talk to people that were on the journey they got the medical system they got the operation they got the language like the language around it they got the symptoms it was really refreshing to talk to people in that space and then a couple of maybe a year in actually I then just wanted to be really specific with where I place my energy in that network as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that leads on to my next question. What did that look like for you in terms of your energy? And I know we've spoken about it privately outside of this and you were very conscious about, um, you know, you had taken on other people's symptoms and things like that. So then when you really did take a step back and really focused on where you put your energy, what did that look like for you? So for me, I got to a point with my endo journey where I just thought like, this can't be it. Like I was absolutely fine before this. So what on earth has changed? And I then started doing a lot more movement in the personal development, but the mindset space, I started to invest in a coach myself. I started to look at alternative health options more the holistic side of things and I just honestly did my research for a while and kept myself really private so I actually decided to exit the whole space and focus on what I could do for myself rather than trying to look for external answers through everybody else when we're all so different because to be completely honest everybody's journey is so so different like we're all at different points like yes we may have similar symptoms And yet when it comes to an individual itself, we all have different beliefs. We all have different emotions and pasts and life experiences and experiences with endo. So to try and relate to others Mm -hmm. with all of that in consideration, it's really hard. And I just knew that I needed to come back to myself and start the journey by myself. So I did, I exited all the groups. I I basically disassociated myself from it. I had found that I'd actually labeled myself with endo and it was me. And that was at the point that my symptoms were really bad. So that's why I wanted to just disassociate and see what I could find. So my energy went back to me and I then took a real look at the symptoms I was actually having and started integrating holistic health I delved more into that mindset space, like I said, and really try to understand it and practice it on a level that I knew would help because often we do all this work, right? And we don't actually integrate it or practice it ourselves. So I really wanted to do that and 
long story short, after a year of doing this, um, I just slowly started to see myself and my symptoms improve. And as I guess I'll say this because I know this is a huge thing in this space is it wasn't just about having a positive mindset because I've spoke to a lot of individuals in this space and you know even the doctors when you first get diagnosed say oh it's all in your mind so naturally I had a very big like no it's not all in my mind like how dare you say that like you don't know my body and you don't know what I'm experiencing so I had quite a guard up in that aspect and I know a lot of other as well so I'm not sat here saying it's it's all about just being positive because Mm -hmm. it's not yeah it's about doing work and that's what I did and again this is about yeah I guess my journey so this isn't a blanket message or a blanket opinion this is just my experience of my journey and after the point of being a year in being disassociated from it in the groups and focusing on my journey I did a lot of courses in that as well and released a lot I worked a lot on my past a lot on feelings and emotions and sat here like today my symptoms are near enough gone that is phenomenal that's absolutely amazing I think yeah just your whole healing journey of it is really fascinating and I think it's actually really really powerful because it's so like it's so easy to kind of get stuck in the victim mentality rather than trying to find solutions that work for you individually yeah and I've spoke about this a little bit on my socials and I know that when you're told by somebody that this is incurable this is it you know, you've just got to manage it. You naturally take that on and you think, cool, I just have to manage it. And you don't believe that it's possible to feel better because you've already been told by a professional that it's not possible. So I know that there are people on this journey that have had it for however many years and they're doing the things that are working for them. And I know for me, I did the things that worked for me. And I didn't know they would work until I've seen it happen within my symptoms. So I think, yeah, it is. It's about focusing on your own journey. And yes, there's an incredible support network. And it's about just being careful what you take on and what you label yourself as and what meanings you take to different things and the language you utilize around what you're going through. Because we create unconsciously a lot of things that we don't realize. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You might have experienced endometriosis or, or had it or all of that, but you are not endometriosis. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a natural thing of society, right, is the labels are, are a known thing. Like it's you get told something and it's like, right, this is it. And that's all it is. So it's, we create a box for ourselves and we basically place ourselves in it, which I did at the start. And I did for a while. And then I realized that, okay, I don't actually have to respond and be this because there's one label on me. So about searching and working out what works for you based on what you need as well. 
Yeah, and you mentioned that you spent a lot of time working through it, like holistically and things like that, and you did work on your mindset, but were there other factors holistically that you used um, in your healing journey that you want to talk more into? Yeah, so for me, it was actually more about refining what I was eating and making sure that I was giving myself the right foods but not processed or from the chemist (laughs) actually seeking naturopathic help and like moving into the space of more natural health so whether that was filtered water whether it was focusing on meditation whether it was focusing on clean eating I actually went vegetarian for a year and that was out of just a personal choice like uh, my body didn't actually want me whether that helped or not I'm not sure but it suited me at the time um and yeah it was more actually looking at the basics of food and clean eating and making sure that I was giving myself what we need as humans which is the something we always forget is sleep as well I used to be a very late sleeper (laughs) so just even going back to the basics of having early nights drinking enough water taking the right supplements and eating clean and knowing what my body needed and actually listening to my body rather than I guess following suit of what we believe we need to do so I think often as well there's a like the diet culture and I just went to listening to my body. I just tuned into my body and listened to what that needed. And and from that was why I went vegetarian for a year because my body actually just didn't want meat. And then all of a sudden I wanted to eat meat again. So that, I guess that's my my explanation around listening to the body and what that was for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, intuition. It will always tell you what you need if you're in tune with it and you're, if you're willing to listen to it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Amazing. And obviously before it kind of did affect you day to day and now it doesn't, which is incredible. So today, basically you just live life as you did prior to 2019, I'm guessing. Close to. Yeah. I still experience slight period pains, but not to the point where I can't follow my plan of the day or my diary or have to cancel things. It's just, it's more, I know I can listen to my body in the right way. And if I want to rest, I can choose to rest. And the pain isn't as much to stop me. So I am basically living like I did prior and it's just choosing, yeah, what I want want to do on the day. Um, based on how I'm actually feeling and to be honest (laughs) I really love the rest time around my cycle so it is actually about just come like moving inwards and that's the one thing I probably didn't do before so that's what I've learned through all of this is to actually just rest when I need to so I actually take this time to more like to take things slower and to rest and recoup and spend more time with myself than socializing extremely um so yeah I actually learn as well as change so 
yeah, learnt like the different flows of your cycle and the energies that are with it. Yeah. Have you read the book, Period Queen? Do you know what? I actually haven't. It's been on my list and I haven't got around to it. Yeah, I am reading it at the moment because I still don't have my period back after treatment. And it is so fascinating just because prior to not having it, gosh, I was like, had no idea about my period or or any of that and the symptoms. And now I'm like so mind blown from it. And I'm like, everyone needs to read it, even if you're a male, like especially like a young teenage girl who's just getting it. Like it's so helpful. Mm. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I took away from all of this and I'm not like I'm still on my journey I've not you know put myself as I'm I've never had it I'm just noticing that I'm a lot better with it and I'm managing it so much easier and I'm in tune with my body so my biggest thing that was through all of them years was actually learning about my cycle and learning what it does to you and how it affects you and how to actually, it's like, sounds silly, but fall in love with your cycle because so many of us resent it because it may bring a little bit of pain. So it's been actually learning to fall in love with it rather than absolutely despise it like I used to. And I think that helps as well because it's teaching you to actually appreciate and love what your body is doing and the power of the woman's body and what that cycle actually means for you yeah and it's still so taboo which is just so ridiculous because it's been around for as long as female humans have been around like I don't know why it's so taboo I know and it's really interesting because when I when all this pain in like a couple of years ago started I didn't know how to bring that up to my partner and that made me realize how closed off I had been around it mm-hmm it was just like, oh, I'm, I'm on my period. And that was it. Yeah. And then when the pain started, I had to talk into detail. I had to express how I was feeling and the pains that I was feeling and whereabouts. And that was all really new to me. So yeah, it is still so taboo. And it's, it's actually silly because for future generations, it would be really beneficial if it wasn't taboo so that it could be spoken about so freely where not only women get it, but men understand it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to know what advice you would give to somebody who is currently experiencing endometriosis or has a loved one who is experiencing endo. What advice would you give to them or any tips that you So my advice is focus on your own journey. And I know there's a really supportive network out there. And as much as you utilize that, still focus on your own symptoms and what you can do to support your health. So whether that is looking to alternate health ways and actually learning about more about the body and the nourishment and the mind is was life-changing for me and not just in health but in many other ways so yeah if you can really give yourself the time to look at alternate health and look at the alternate ways that maybe you're not taught through the health system that we go through when we get diagnosed um and just expand your mind and 
like I said, whilst using the network and, and being within that space, educate yourself in the way that you need it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And advice for, say, a partner. So, you know, if Chris, for a perfect example, is there anything that you wish that he knew or is there any way that you wish that he could have supported you if he had the right information or education? My biggest advice is just understand the basics of the cycle and whether you can teach them out or you can show them a video to teach them the basics so that they know when you are on your cycle or you are experiencing pain that they actually have an idea of what that is because Sometimes they, they don't even know what that is and it can be really hard for them to listen to you and see you and feel you when they have no idea. Um, so for me with Chris, I just gave him the basic education and I actually just was really honest to him. And I just said, when I'm in this pain, I just need you. Like if I just want a hug, just, just can I have a hug? And that's all I'm asking around that time. So really openly communicate with your loved ones and your partner and tell them what you need so that they're not trying to guess because <laughs> yes asking for help is not a sign of weakness no like if you can ask for help like it's the best thing because you know you're not alone you can have the things you need when you want them because you've communicated it as well and we can't expect people to guess because sometimes men may look at this situation and be like, I don't know how to help. I don't get it. So I don't know how, when sometimes all you need is them to just say, I love you or to give you a hug or to get you a hot water bottle. And that means a lot more to us than I think they realize. So communicating that to get it is so important. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. And I don't know if you have one, but I love to kind of end each episode on kind of like a positive quote or mantra or phrase or something that kind of gets you through life day to day or whether it got you through that time in your life as well. So I I like a lot of quotes and the I guess the phrase that I live by is everything happens for a reason. And by that, I just know that there's a lesson behind everything. And it's just looking for the lessons and realizing that there is something that comes out of everything. So try and see that because you will move so much quicker and easier when you can live knowing that there's something in everything. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't go through that experience and didn't have that well, thank you so much for being here and just sharing your wisdom on it and sharing some of your tips and tricks and how you have gone from just a place that can probably feel quite dark to just a place of light and hope and happiness and thrive. Like you're just thriving now and it's so beautiful to see. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I really like, I guess, just ask anybody that's ever going through anything like this is just talk to other people as well. Like share it and look at alternate options because there is so much out there that we can learn by and we just don't know it yet. Yeah, absolutely. Just stay in your own lane, like definitely communicate and talk with other people, but 
yeah, focus on you and don't take on their energy if it's a negative one, especially. Yeah, 100%. Amazing. Oh, thank you for having me, Renee. Of course, it was absolutely amazing. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. I've loved it. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Hello, I'm Healing. Please note that the stories you hear are from real people sharing real experiences and we are not health professionals. If today's episode did spark any concern for you, I encourage you to seek professional help and you can see the show notes for contacts. We are an independent podcast, so please like and subscribe and share with your friends and family. It would truly mean the world. Finally, please tag me on Instagram so I can personally thank you for listening. You can find us at underscore hello I'm healing. Until next time, bye for now.